Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dotson, pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Matthew chapter 17, verse 9 says, As they were coming down the mountain, and Jesus commanded them, saying, Don't tell anyone what you saw until the Son of Man has risen from the dead. As they came down, the text says. Okay, back to reality. But how we would generally like to avoid such aspects in our relationship with Christ. A relationship that encompasses a walk that holds both the highs of spiritual communion as well as the lows of a life in a fallen world. Matthew 10.25 says, It is enough for the disciple that he be like his teacher and the servant like his Lord. If they've called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more those of his household? John 15.20 also says, Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his Lord. If they persecuted me, they'll persecute you. If they kept my word, they'll also keep yours. And John 17, 14 says, I have given them your word. The world hates them because they are not of this world, even as I am not of the world. Now Jesus, for reasons somewhat unclear herein, asks the boys to keep these events to themselves. We do know that Jesus was always very adept at timing. So it wasn't that this event was not to be announced but all in good time. Verse 10 says his disciples ask him, saying, Then why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Now, these three that had accompanied Christ to this blessed event were obviously left with some questions. But why could they not tell anyone? I mean, they knew that Elijah would come to publicly herald the arrival of the kingdom of God. And they hadn't, uh, hadn't they just seen him up on that mountaintop? I mean, it seems that these apostles were oftentimes preoccupied with this kingdom thing and when this kingdom would arrive. So they naturally thought, hmm, maybe. Verse 11, Jesus answered them, Elijah indeed comes first and will restore all things. But I tell you that Elijah has come already. They didn't recognize him, but did to him whatever they wanted to. Even so, the Son of Man will also suffer by them. Then the disciples understood that he spoke to them of John the baptizer. Jesus attempted to explain that the event they were referring to had actually already occurred in the person of John the Baptist. He was the Elijah type that had come and heralded the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Because of his message, those of the world had killed him. Now in a coming repeat performance, they would do the same to the Messiah. Beginning in verse 14, again, we read, When they came to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers grievously. 
and he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, and they could not cure him. Ah, a problem has arisen. One that apparently the apostles that had been left behind that day on the mountaintop excursion, they had failed to overcome. Let's face it, without Jesus, we all are helpless to tackle such battles. This young boy was possessed by a demon. It seems Satan is without compassion and without rules of fair play. I have no doubt that many of the emotional issues that plague man today are directly caused by demonic possession or demonic persecution. So these apostles would now go from the mountaintop to the valley. Just like them, we can be one moment in the spiritual experiential highs, and then just moments later we can find ourselves in the low valley tests of the Christian walk. But the reality is we cannot stay in spiritual Disneyland. The time comes for us all when we, when we must leave the mountain to minister in the valley of human need. We need to acknowledge that this man came to Jesus both with a physical humility, here we find him kneeling down before Jesus, and a spiritual humility, saying to him, Lord, have mercy. Verse 17, Jesus answered, Faithless and perverse generation, how long will I be with you? How long will I bear with you? Bring him here to me. Now I think that Jesus was not scolding these apostles for not having the power to cast a demon out of these this boy as much as he was speaking of his own exasperation of both sin and humanity as a whole. You see, the faith that they required was a belief not in their own power, but in that of their Messiah. And honestly, truth be told, that takes time. Too much time for most of us to ever even learn to use such a power in this life. Sad admission. Like the few loaves and fishes, Jesus instructs his followers to do what we always should do when the miraculous is required. Bring it to Jesus. That is instruction that plays no matter our level of faith. Verse 18 says, Jesus rebuked the demon and it went out of him and the boy was cured from that hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why weren't we able to cast it out? Herein Jesus does what he does best. He handles the crisis and he handles the crisis because they could not and because we cannot. The apostles were still learning about this faith thing just just the way so many of us are today. And like children, they ask, why? Why? He said to them, verse 20, because of your unbelief. For most certainly, I tell you, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you will tell this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Now, some claim that this verse is the magic wand for all believers by which to wish our way to prosperity and comfort and freedom from sickness and pain. Many today preach this kind of prosperity doctrine. If you can muster enough faith. But once again, faith 
is only as good as what it's placed in. So faith is believing in Jesus in this passage, not just in his abilities, oh, but more. It's not a belief that he will do something, but more that he can do it, and he will do it if it fits his grand plan. Faith in Christ is believing in his plan and his will. Faith in Christ is believing in him. So for us, the real question would be, is it his will that a mountain move from here to there? That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim and JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com. Music